0: thinking about this, Ed. I was looking down the list of don't, don't Premier think League... Don't too much. It's dangerous. <laughs> I was looking down the list of Premier League sides and thinking, yeah, I think that's... I think that is... That might literally be the answer uh, at this stage. Um, perhaps not for the long term, but certainly for the rest of this season, I think I would take every Premier League manager over um, Mourinho Jersey. at this point. Maybe, well, let's talk, maybe, well, let's go down the table.
1: Klopp, right.
0: yes. Yeah. Pep, yes. Yeah. Potch, yes.
1: Sorry, yeah. yes. Emery, yeah. yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be like thrilled with sorry or Emery, but I would take them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. If it was a long term plan, Klopp and Pep clearly and Poch, yes, have all of those in a heartbeat. Sorry, but well, he did he's, he did an interesting job at Napoli, and he's doing a decent one at Chelsea. And Emery he said some. Yeah. he
0: said some real bad stuff, though. So he has said
1: think. some real bad stuff. Um, who's the baldy haired beady guy? Looks like he should be in a cafe in Shoreditch, dude. At Wolverhampton,
0: him. Uh, Nuno Espirito Santos. Oh, I mean, yeah, wouldn't even think twice. it. Silver him.
1: Everton. Yeah, yeah he's definitely. you know he's mini Mourinho though, isn't he?
0: Yeah, but he's, he's got pr- progressive ideas about football.
1: I, West Ham, I'm not sure. I would take... Mm, no. 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 Yeah. Watford, That's Pellegrini, he, right? Is Pellegrini, Pellegrini still in
0: charge? He yeah. is, yeah. And he's about 90. Uh, Watford, who's the no, Watford manager? No managing? one. No, no. We should not answer this question, Ed, because literally no humans know who manages Watford at any given time that's that's it's true it's keep, always some should...
1: random dude from randomville somewhere yeah and in and fact eddie I remember, Howard would
0: be uh the interesting choice bournemouth manager I, re- I remember looking up the watford manager and he's like never done anything good ever before he's come to watford but he's done an all right job there anyway so not him uh eddie howard definitely would have who's the leicester manager these days it's Claudio Ranieri. It's always been and it always will be Claudio Ranieri. No, um, it's Claude Puel. Okay, mm. no, no, yeah. You no. See, we're we're,
1: we're we're knocking a few out here. I mean, Jose yeah. might even make it into the top <laughs> ten before we finish this.
0: <laughs> All right, so Puel's Brighton out. manager Chris Upton, Chris definitely. Yeah, uh, he's a, he's I, a nice, he's, he's a
1: nice guy. Football's nice, it, nice. Guy. But also, he's doing a bang up job. I'm not having a fat Spanish waiter. Sorry, no way, no way.
0: You telling me right now, honestly? Benitez, no, no, you've, he's a, poor, you've got he's a, a poor man's Mourinho. Benitez. Is. Someone gives you a choice today, and says tomorrow, Man United can, but just between now and the end of the season, can be managed by Mourinho or Rafael Benitez. Who's going to get the better results?
1: But it's Benitez. It'd be humiliating. <laughs> can you imagine United taking Benitez? <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. I mean, that would be bad. I'm just saying. In, if you frame the question as I've just framed it, like, what is the answer? Who's
1: chairman of the Liverpool Supporters Club? I'd take <laughs> I him know. over Benitez.
0: <laughs> All right, who's next? Uh, Crystal Palace. Oh, I mean, listen. Why? I, I don't think that would be good, but it would be absolutely hilarious if Roy Alsham was suddenly the Man United manager. Yeah, So
1: I, I don't I'd think he'd you. cope with the pressure. He'd, he'd melt. I'd take him for comedy
0: factor. Neil Warnock
1: sure. at Cardiff was saying no. I think, Absolutely not. Absolutely uh, I, I not. I don't even know who the new Southampton guy was What's he called? Yeah, I can't remember his name. Uh, <laughs> Austrians.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Um, Rabbit Hutch. Uh, Hasselhut, Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff. That's it. it. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's the former Leipzig manager. I only I only know that he's called that his name translates to Rabbit Hutch as because it made Tom Victor write an article which was a -a five-a-side match between players named after animals and players named after cops from TV cop shows (laughs) because of Rabbit and Hutch. So it's just really good. He he uh,
1: he comes with uh, uh, good scores from uh, the hipsters. uh, Not to sound too much like Neil Custis, but. Uh, being dismissive of hipsters, uh, Sean Dyche, Burley, and then David Wagner, both uh, very interesting. I don't know, you know, who knows whether they could do it at a big club, but uh, why not? Yeah, uh, and and then Fulham have
0: just appointed uh, Ranieri, so we'd probably no, win obviously. the title. We definitely would definitely take Ranieri at this point for six months, that would be. Can you imagine the sheer joy and breath of fresh air it would be to have Ranieri in charge? Think about how happy he'd be to be Man United manager. It'd be great. So we've uh, spent five minutes talking about
1: alternative managers as a way of not talking about yesterday's game.
0: I, I genuinely, I've been thinking about this quite a lot. So it's it's like, it's 20 past 11 on Monday as we record this. The game was 4.30 on Sunday. Um, I don't know what to say about that game. What What can you say
1: about that game? That's it useful. Was abysmal. Well, nothing's useful. I mean, clearly we drone on for an hour each week, yeah. and uh, a diminishing amount of people listen to this as we <laughs> bang on a
0: bit negatively about both the team and world politics. Yeah, I mean, I I think we're on the right side of history on both of these matters, but you know, um. The... I mean, we found our
1: niche of anti mourinho snowflakes.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you tune welcome. in every week. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are welcome. Um, this is a safe space for you. Um, honestly, how anyone is still defending him. i tell you, it's not all Jose's fault has become the refrain, and it used to be that the refrain was like, it's not Jose's fault at all. So there's some cracks in the armour of the Jose Truthers. But, I mean, the team he picked... The fact that you've got Mata, Pogba and Martial on the bench, it's just like, well, they're definitely three out of our best players, without right. any shadow of a doubt. And and probably three out of our five best players. Maybe that's... It's certainly, potentially, one matter I think is the idea that he's kind of shot in some way. I think if you coached him right and played him in the right kind of team, he'd still be in our very top bunch of players. He's definitely not
1: shot. And uh, the better he plays for United, the fewer chances he seems to get from Mourinho.
0: And Pogba is, Pogba and Martial are probably our two best outfield players. I would say probably. So, I mean, I get Martial. I think maybe there was some injury hangover, so it wasn't just a selection thing, but Pogba, is, you could you can say he doesn't deserve to be in the team on merit of his performances. But Nemanja Matic is in the team every week, and he's rubbish even when he's good. You know, I mean, he's all right, but you know, you know what I mean. Oh, he was bad yesterday. Yes. Uh, so
1: the uh, the abysmal day for United started with the team selection and the setup, which was clearly to play five with two in front protecting. I mean, I did joke earlier in the day that I was looking forward to United's dynamic back seven, but it basically was. In fact, sometimes it was even more than that because Lingard, who ostensibly was United's number 10, the link man, uh, dropped into the right-hand side of United's midfield when United were defending and Rashford did the same on the left side so you had three at the back two wing backs and then two covering those two wing backs with Herrera and Matic sitting in front and Lukaku somewhere in the very 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 far distance so far away from the rest of the united team that you need a king telescope to find him and you know and when the ball did find him it bounced off his shins so it was it was it was dreadful from the start uh, dreadful from the setup dreadful from the outlook uh, you know, the best possible result United could have got out of this game was nil-nil draw. That's what, exactly what Mourinho wanted, uh, and that would have fully justified his selection in his mind if that had happened. Uh, and and Liverpool were completely and totally dominant for the entire game, including the 10 seconds after United scored. So, you know, anyway, sorry. I'm I'm
0: starting to rant now. It is the Wait. name of the podcast. <laughs> And it used to be ironic, that name, because um, I always felt we were a very unranty podcast. But the, the nature of this game is that ranting is the only way to talk about it, really, because, you know, um, the, the individual performances were feeble, but the system didn't allow it. And... and this is the thing that drives me absolutely nuts about setting up a team like that is if you look at that starting 11 and you ask anyone with a vaguely informed sense of football is this a starting 11 capable of spoiling for 90 minutes like it's not they just can't do it so why are you why are you setting them up you I mean not only are you setting them up to fail in terms of like the kind of mentality of a nil nil draw being kind of a bit of a failure before you get started anyway but even if you don't object to that you're setting this team up to fail by asking them to do that because it's very clear that that's not their skills. None of these players are drilled in um, being underdogs and all this kind of stuff. They're all trained for top-level football, you know, to have the ball, play with the ball, impose their will on other teams. That's that's the strength of this team. Everywhere you look in the team. And, OK, so you could say, right, well, we lost Smalling for Baye. Um at the beginning of the, the game, and that kind of changed the game plan. I mean that, that is an upgrade. It's not an upgrade as the kind of the one sane holding player in a in a back three. Um, but it is an upgrade. And then at flipping half time, at half time, when it desperately needed changing, and he switched to a back four. To bring on Maranzo, Fle- like just get out of our club, get out of our club, go away. Like, I hate him now. It's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah, I-, I want him gone. I want him gone soon. He's uh, absolute <laughs> cancer on the club. And and look, to go back to a point that you made earlier, that is not to say that Ed Woodward and the Glazers and the and, and the priorities of this club are not wrong too. They're desperately wrong. Uh, but I'm happy to compartmentalise. Uh, Jose is doing an absolutely dreadful, 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 dreadful job. And do you know what? It's going to cost United an awful lot more than the £15 million payoff if the club misses out on the top four, which is almost certainly guaranteed right now. It's going to cost millions in sponsorship and the clauses in the contract with Adidas and others, uh, millions more in uh, rights from the Champions League next season, uh, millions more from... um, uh, broadcast revenue and sorry, match day revenue lost uh, as we're in the UEFA, whatever it's called these days. What's it called? Europa League. Even worse, we might be in Europa League two, or does that start the season afterwards? Can you remember? Imagine us playing an Icelandic third place side every week. That's going to be awesome. There's going to be about three people at Old Trafford. So I just don't understand the thinking of the club. Mourinho is not going to suddenly turn this round unless he gets what he wants, which is like 529 29-year-olds. And that's really worked, hasn't it? Because Sanchez and Matic and every other bloody, you know, washed up, really expensive, you know, player that Mourinho wants has really worked for us, hasn't it? God, we, we barely talked about the game.
0: Well what is there to say? Well, we were totally
1: totally dominated. Totally dominated in every single department. I mean, the xG tells one story which is uh, United United were gifted a goal. That's 0. 0.53 of United's 0. 0.66 xG. Can can you imagine we hadn't been gifted
0: that goal? Yeah. I can. Really a, a non-league
1: side it. going to Anfield would get 0. 0.13 of xG. All you have to do is have a shot from the halfway
0: line. I mean, not quite but you know let's let's be let's be good nerds here if we're going to be nerds <laughs> let's let's be good nerds <laughs> it's it's a joke that performance was a joke the the thing that really hurt about it cuz i've been very emotionally disconnected from united this season just because because it's so hard to care when you know what's coming every time um but the thing that really hurt about this was was actually how good liverpool were in a very kind of casual, easy way. It wasn't a hard game for them. It was exactly what it's supposed to be on paper, just like the City game, When beforehand, kind of like, doing prediction rounds, doing the preview rounds and all that on the show, I did some stuff for Full Time Devils, and you're thinking like, well, it could go not how you think it's going to go, because that's happened before. But these two games went exactly how they were supposed to go. We got wiped off the park, but the... both of those teams absolutely wiped the floor with us, as they were always going to if things went according to the script. And Liverpool didn't have to be amazing, but they're just casually competent. They're just a they're just a really good team. Yeah. yeah. And Kate Carragher was saying
1: that you look down the eleven, and there's not a big difference. There's not a gulf in the quality yeah. of players available, but there is a gulf in the quality and the outlook of manager available. I mean Mourinho. With every single week looks completely prehistoric. I mean he looks from another time. He hasn't adapted his thinking at all. And he's been sulking all season as well. It's it's absolutely criminal. And and you know, you go from one to eleven and the performances, and the only you know, ben- I was gonna say benefit or positive, it's not even positive, the the kind of one amusing part of the day. Was in the build up for the week previous, uh, not only, I mean, sparked by the the Scouse Mafia on the BBC uh, talking about it, but also taken up in social media was a debate around who's better, Allison or De Gea. I mean, it's, you know, a joke of a debate, isn't it? But, uh, uh, and, and, you know, and true De Gea's form has gone a little bit softer this season, uh, but he's, you know, head and shoulders above. Um, and Alisson gifted United a goal with an absolute <laughs> Rick, which was kind of. Amusing for a, what all of ten seconds. Apart from that, Darmian in the back three awful. Victor Lindelof didn't have a good day. Eric Bae did his best to not kneecap anyone this week, uh, but was given the runaround. Ashley Young, I mean, he's looking every inch his thirty-four years. You know, at, at left wing back and then left back. Diego Diego Dalot yanked off at half time. Uh, for Maran Falaney, who was told to be a defensive midfielder in front of Herrera and Matic. Herrera running around, headless chicken, couldn't get any control of the game. Nemanja Matic, he's been dreadful for 18 months. Dreadful. He's just, he's gone. He's gone, you know. And for all the people having to go at Paul Pogba for his supposed attitude, Matic just strolls around the park for 90 minutes, being dreadful. Marcus Look- Rashford. Ran and ran and ran and ran and ran, right? So no one can complain about his effort level. Lingard couldn't get any control of the game. I mean, he didn't know whether to play in front of Fabinho or behind him, ended up most of the time chasing after Wijnaldum bad and romelu lukaku i mean I, I i like him he's a nice guy and i really want him to do well but he doesn't score he didn't run into the channel so he didn't even give united an out ball he can't keep it up front and the ball bounces off his shins whenever he tries to control it
0: no i mean he looks he just looks broken he, i i watched um this thing on the bbc they had this like half hour roundup of the world cup and i remember like during the during the belgium brazil game i was like all excitedly sending messages to loads of people going, like, Romelu is going to score 100 goals this season. That was, you know, because he was in such incredible form. And and he can get their back. He can get their back. But Mourinho asked him to
1: come back early. Yeah, He's had the World Uh, uh, Cup and he's been playing, you know, constant football since he was, like, 12. And 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 he's only, like, 14 now or whatever. I mean, (laughs) mean, for years and years and years. uh, And clearly that was a
0: disastrous decision by Mourinho. Especially given that Lukaku played so much football last season as well, like no rest, no rotation. Mourinho's just done such a terrible, terrible, terrible job. And honestly, at this point, the worst thing about the Glazers, like in terms of the not not like morally or in terms of the structural long termism, but the the biggest mistake that the that you can kind of level at the Glazers and Woodward at this point is that they haven't sacked Mourinho. Like, yeah, it's not all Mourinho's fault. There's the structural problems and it's the board and blah 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 blah. The worst thing about the board is that they haven't sacked Mourinho. That's that's where we're at. And you know, it's 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 horrible. We are by the way, like um we stole Nick from Man United youth's line for the name of the show last week, uh, positive goal difference FC. Um, That's gone. Yeah, N- like neutral goal difference. Neutral goal.
1: It could, it could have been and perhaps should have been a lot worse. Liverpool have 34 shots. That's the most shots United have conceded for 14 years. And this is absolute damning indictment of Mourinho's game plan. That is because United were set out to be passive. They just sat there and took it. I, I talked about United getting bums, didn't I, last week? This was, this was a good bumming. Mourinho's... Sole plan for the bumming that was coming was to go. Please use some lube, and and Liverpool didn't do it. You know, and they they probably could have could or should have scored five or six, and it'd been completely humiliating.
0: Not that this wasn't thirty four goal shots on on goal, and the when Liverpool scored it was a very nice goal, their first goal, and it was just like, yep. Well, we we had like five minutes at the beginning where we were kind of going toe to get toe to them toe to toe with them which is, this is, you know, (laughs) as well as like one nil down FC, we're also effort for the first 10 minutes FC, you know, in these big games. And I say this every time it happens, but it's the 2011 champions league final. We're in it for the first 10 minutes, you know, Um, this was like that again. And (sighs) I'm so bored of saying the same thing over and over again. And, thinking about Mourinho and trying to be, you know, moderate and trying to not be knee-jerk about these things and trying to take in, you know, other people's opinions and recognise the areas in which I might be wrong. But but he's a total disgrace. He should be. i tell you what, Mourinho should be absolutely ashamed of the job he's done at United. Because every step of the way, he's deflected and... Um, and obfuscated and failed and alienated Mm -hmm. and failed. And yet we won the Europa League. um, But the, the rest of the time, and so much of that was about Zlatan, right? So much of what success we did have in that first season was about Zlatan. And I think probably the people that say that's about Zlatan off the pitch as well and the kind of the, him keeping the dressing room together to some extent, uh, I think that's probably a pretty sound argument at this point. I, I, it's, it's pathetic. Oh, it's he's done pathetic. A,
1: you're right. He's done an absolutely horrible job. And now he's, he's running distraction because he's created uh, an argument with Paul Pogba and won some fans over uh, in, in order to distract from the awful job he's doing. Someone else comes in tomorrow. Pogba's in the team and and he's performing well, right? Because he's not under a cloud, and you have got a world class player back. I and mean, even reports over the weekend that United were prepared to sell, whether Mourinho stays or not, it's absolutely nuts. You know, he's 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 not an easy running interference with the United fan base, but with his executives at the club too, it's it's, it's absolutely horrible. You know, he started out saying there's no collusion; it's all a hoax. Uh, and now he's gone to say, yeah, there's a little bit of collusion, but oh, that's not really a crime, is it? And then all the crimes have been spotted and all everyone around him is a criminal too. And he's like, yeah, so what? It's those people over there. Sorry for the levered analogy there. We do it every week. I hate the man. I hate him.
0: Hate him. Uh, but let's talk about Mourinho. <laughs> the thing is, I do miss... Charming Jose, and and also but on a kind we of haven't had charming Jose for five years. when no,
1: when, a, a, when when has that ever? He came to United angry. I mean, remember when Mourinho was being appointed, and I said, "Oh, maybe he'll be the humble one." Well, clearly, yeah. I was totally wrong. He was the angry one. He was embittered. He's been holed up in the Lowry for two years, away from his family, and he hates himself.
0: And this is this is the thing. Like on on just a human level genuinely I'm a bit worried about him like I don't don't think he's okay because the fire's gone out of his eyes the the only fire he has now is the rage like he doesn't I, I, I think like he should leave and take some time off and find himself like genuinely Genuinely think he should go and spend some time in an ashram. Like that's that's what Jose Mourinho needs. He needs some some proper spiritual downtime, you know. Uh, but I suspect that probably won't be what happens. Anyway, so yeah, I don't wish him personal harm. I wish him enlightenment, you know, um, <laughs> just far away, ideally thousands of miles away from true, United.
1: True, but a good kicking wouldn't harm either.
0: No, you know, it's like, that's the last thing he needs. He's already like, he's kicking himself somewhere. Somewhere narcissists under the surface are doing a right old number on themselves. On some oh, No, level. no, I
1: think you're right. He's frightened uh, and he's, he's scared and he, he's a bit of a coward as well because mm. he's been taking it
0: out on, on his players. We saw that, by the way, when, if you um, if you kind of frame by frame, Zebrugger film style, Zabruga? Zebruda film style. If you frame Zabruger by frame... was Ars- a, a boat that sank. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, the If you frame by frame when Arsene Wenger started on him, you know, when Arsene Wenger shoved him, just lost it, had enough. Like, Arsene Wenger's this like, frail old man by this point, but he could have had Mourinho if the two of them had fought at that point i like Mourinho just shrank into himself the moment somebody stood up to him, you know. Anyway, uh, it's God. It's pathetic. Our, our
1: club is run to make money, and, and it does that pretty successfully. Although, if you looked at United share price bouncing around this year, um the investors perhaps don't think that's the truth either. But you know, Wood, Woodward is there to ensure that United gets sponsorship, and the only thing he's worried about with this situation with Mourinho is is whether United make the top four or not and the and the impact on the bottom line.
0: But I mean I don't know how how there's any conversation at this point about whether United make the top four oh, or not. Nine, nine points because off
1: it at the moment. After seventeen points, games.
0: In nine points off it, but but just a a world away from from it. You know, nine points is not that much but it definitely looks much more likely that it will be 18 points by the end of the season, you know, once once you've kind of doubled the length of time that has passed. I lied.
1: It's, it's 11 points off Chelsea in fourth.
0: Right, there you go. I was going to say nine points did sound... I was quite surprised and, and, it was and, that small. And
1: 13 away from Spurs. This is a Spurs side that finished behind us last season and didn't spend a penny in the summer. But, of course, it's all about, you know, Mourinho didn't, didn't get his transfers.
0: One centre back as well. Um, the 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 Spurs thing. They've also played a disproportionate number of their games away from home. So like it's 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 disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting because it's the manner of it. It is the it is not that United are bad. That is the problem. It is the manner of the the that so much of what's gone wrong this season was utterly avoidable. If you'd gone on into this season with a positive team-building approach to the squad they had, there is no chance it would be as bad as it is. If you weren't picking Scott McTominay to make a point... By the way, when Eric Bailly came into the starting eleven to replace Chris Morning because Chris Morning was injured, that meant that Matteo Darmian had been picked to play in the back three ahead of Eric Bailly. Yeah that's that's 30 million pound defender that's the level of insanity we're at at this point and talking of the level of insanity at the club um jones Smalling 2022 you know the the dream ticket smalling smalling the presidential candidate and uh jones the vice presidential yeah that's right
1: um this is referring to the social media post when smalling signed his new four-year contract Really did it really got... did look like a presidential campaign poster. What what would the slogan be?
0: <laughs> Smalling Jones twenty twenty two, don't even think about it. Um like uh The wall. It'd be like no hope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> um yeah, just nope. Honestly, that is a shambles giving Chris Smalling a four year contract at this point. It's a shambles that you're thinking, okay, well this guy is gonna and i I think his performances have been above average this season, and I've we've said this uh, there's nothing new to say about Chris Morling at this point, but the idea that you're like, yep, that's yep, he's our guy we're gonna we're gonna go with him until twenty twenty two It's pathetic, it's pathetic yeah, all right, that was a
1: good half an hour. <laughs> should, we, should we move on and talk about something else yeah, well we've we we got questions doing...
0: from the uh, the audience and uh, this is worrying me <laughs> can we um, can we start doing what One Matter does now, like One Matter twice in the last three weeks has been like hugs. nah this is not the time for posts no hugs, this is not the time for posts and I feel like we should start doing this is not the time for posts
1: <laughs> no it's always yeah. the time
0: for posts yeah, all right. or pods damn it yep yeah.
1: All right, we'll take some questions and then uh, we've got a Champions League draw to discuss and a couple of games coming up.
0: Go on then. I like the listeners. Listener's questions are good. Let's do them. All right, first question from Keith Gibraltar.
1: When Sir Alex Ferguson came on TV on Sky Sports yesterday, came up with Manchester United director, made me think, what exactly is his role and does he have any input into the football side of things? Surely there's something he could do to improve things announce Fergie.
0: (laughs) So Ed could you explain to the people what what his role is? I I,
1: I don't think he has one I think it's purely ambassadorial Uh, I think it's keeping the Fergie brand name on so United can commercialize on that and I'm sure they pay him a nice stipend too.
0: Yeah he is technically a non-executive director which means that he is a board member without voting rights and things like that. Yes
1: well most stockholders are uh, I have no rights either because of our dual-class structure. All of the executives are Glazer children plus Woodward. Yeah. And what
0: about Richard Arnold?
1: And Richard Arnold, managing okay. director. But we all know who makes the... Uh, it, it's the spawn of Glazer, isn't it? Those are the people that actually make the decisions, plus their banker. If Josie gets the sack, says Lucas underscore M-U-T-D, do you think we should give the manager's job to Carrick... To the board legend, and by that I mean Nicky Butt. Yeah, because Pep's there, moving across town. Yeah, announce Carrick. Do it. Why not? I mean, at this stage, there is zero downside. I mean, absolutely zero downside.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd I would hap- I'd be delighted if they announced Carrick, especially if they said it's a caretaker role. We're going to see how it goes till the end of the season, and potentially look because you know it can't get worse. Yeah. Nothing nothing. I mean I I do think there is there is it is a very long time to in terms of the long the long term future, it's a very long time to give a caretaker a a role for at this point. If you you know, if you're gonna say, Okay, we're gonna give we're gonna give the job to someone till the end of this season, that is actually a really tricky appointment, isn't it? Of course it's a tricky
1: appointment, but it's not like United are moving forward and and some of the players would see that as a a free pass. I, I suppose. Uh, but but Carrick, I'm sure, has a lot of respect in the dressing room. I'm sure of it, and no doubt about that. And and in the meantime, United can work hard on getting potched to the team, the club.
0: Yeah, and that, I think that be that's a bit harsh on Carrick, isn't it? To kind of say, okay, you've got six months in the job. Like that's that's a that's a difficult position to be put in. I think.
1: I uh, tell you what, it's a difficult push position to be put in. Expecting Mourinho to turn this around, anyway.
0: Benny Hudson. But no, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not talking about that. I, I would take a cat over Jose Mourinho, that's the official party line. I, I would genuinely not be that annoyed if Neil Warlock did get the job until the end of the season. But I just think for Carrick's career, that would be a very weird thing.
1: Benny Hudson, a friend of the show, says, has Mourinho been able to stay out of the minibar and off the porno for the last two years or is the, most of his severance going to the Lowry when he checks out? <laughs> One for you. I, I, I think that uh, Jorge Mendes... Or Jorge Mendes, isn't he? Portuguese, isn't he? Is is a top, top, top agent and will have had a porno clause inserted into Jose's contract and United will be footing the bill.
0: Um the bill for the Lowry that he must have amassed, because that is not a cheap hotel, and presumably he's got a suite. You yeah, please well, I one hope one he's got a
1: suite. Yeah.
0: yeah, he's not in like the travel tavern in Norwich, um, off the high street. Off the a whatever it is um so it's a staggering it's a staggering thought what that bill's gonna be at the end of it I, I'm but sure I guess...
1: Jose watches a lot of porn I mean he's got to have some release he's an angry 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 man in fact I reckon it's specialist stuff
0: as well no stop we did specialist pornography last week we're not doing it two weeks in the row did we Tarek Amir,
1: Lafalse number 12 on Twitter, friend of the show, says, what would you rather have, a team full of 11 Matic's or a team full of 11 Fellaini's?
0: Oh, uh, Fellaini's. Definitely. Not even close. Fellaini for sure. He'd probably do a decent turning goal as well, Fellaini. I'd have Fellaini over Matic in the team every day of the week, by the way, at the moment. Not even close.
1: Weird position he played yesterday. He came on in front of the holding two and you'd think that United would switch to playing it long then but we didn't what what why just bypass midfield at that point we were so dominated in there anyway strange 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 uh, w y k i w a n i 2019 not quite hard, sure how to say that, sorry. It says, now that Daily Blind has scored a hat-trick, should we buy him back for 89 minutes?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ajax won 8-0 in that game.
1: 8-0, God, do you remember the days when we used to win 8-0? It wasn't very No, I don't, time.
0: actually. Who have we beaten 8-0? No, I don't remember. We did beat Roma 7-1 once. We beat Roma 7-1, we beat Arsenal 8-2, obviously. We beat Ipswich 9-0.
1: 9-1, wasn't it? 9-1? Was it?
0: Did we concede that day? I think so. Who knows? I
1: I was at the game that one. Uh, God, those are the days.
0: I mean, come on, let's not do that. that. Those were the days, but then also there was loads of days in between then and now as well that were still the days. Because a lot of people listening to this will have no memory of that game whatsoever.
1: No, no. We're talking about those are the days. Richard Crab on Twitter says, When are we appointing Roy Evans to make us the full 90s Liverpool tribute act?
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Beautiful.
1: Oh, oh, God, we've become Liverpool. They haven't become us yet. They're not winning anything yet. No,
0: no, no. But we're, we are definitely them.
1: Gupri Singh Rana says, Jose or Ed out, you can only have one. Jose.
0: Definitely. Hashtag friend Def- of the show. <laughs> yes, friend of the show. Uh, no, I, absolutely. I, I'm not
1: sure I'm having this claiming it, but yes, friend of the show.
0: No, no, he's he's earned it. Um, uh, it is definitely, 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 without any shadow of a doubt, I would have Jose out over Red out at this point. Interesting because, question here. Oh, go on. Go on. Uh, just because um, the thing that's going to make the most – the person out of those two who's doing a worse version of their particular job at the moment is Mourinho. Um, and anyway, if you replace Woodward, you'd have to kind of—if you told me like uh, the whole board out and a kind of fan ownership of the club, then I would definitely say that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. just replacing Woodward isn't is going to make less difference. He's he is less influential on what's happening at Man United than Jose. No, I, I think that's Man. right.
1: I think the the immediate problem to fix, even if it is a big sticking plaster over a gaping wound, is Mourinho. The, the the easiest thing to fix with Woodward is to insert someone between him and the manager, director of football, to give the club some direction. Which of course yeah. was something that the club floated, and then Woodward realised he'd be replacing himself there because he's got a massive ego too. Yep. Daniel Fieldhouse says, at what point are Carrick and McKenna going to cop flack like gigs used to under LVG? Not that I'm blaming either for anything, but I remember gigs getting crap in the past. Yeah, interesting that one. I mean, the, the Jose Truthers haven't started trying to blame his support team yet.
0: I have heard a few. Well, Ree Farrier's gone, so maybe that's having an impact. I've heard a bit of that, but yeah. Um, it's interesting. I think the Giggsy thing is about the relationship between Ryan Giggs and Manchester United fans, which is a historically complex relationship.
1: Because
0: I mean, obviously. It, it
1: is, because he was there a long time and uh, what a wonderful player he was, but also frustrating at times. And uh, many people felt he had outstayed his welcome uh, in the United team. And it's become com- more complex again since he left the club. Uh, and has had a few things to say, although not nearly as many things as Paul Scholes.
0: No, and but Paul Scoles has a much less complicated relationship with United fans, interesting. I think partly it's about um, Ryan Giggs being who he is as well, you know, um, given, given his off-field activities. Is that the right word? He doesn't seem to be a good person. And I think that made him kind of an easy target as well. Mm.
1: Andrew Hardman, uh, to continue... A theme in these questions says how many more defeats are needed before Jose is asked to leave? Ideally, before the new year. Not going to happen, I don't think. I think it would take something really, really big. Uh, and uh, I, I, I think it's partly due to the incompetence and lack of vision uh, of the higher ups. Uh, but I don't see Woodward having the balls to chop wood, uh, Jose now. You know, it's 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 too risky for him in his mind. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I it, I don't know what about the results this season so far are keeping him in a job, like he hasn't done anywhere near enough to be in a job right now, mm, what's the positives, we qualified from the Champions League group, but it was an easy group, and we qualified as unimpressively as it's possible to qualify, um, and I mean, okay, yeah, that, that Juventus win is a good result, but it wasn't a good performance at all. And it, like I said at the time, we were very lucky that Juventus were complacent in that game. Um, so, and that Dibbolo hit the bar. Um, so I don't see anything in the And then certainly there's nothing in the league results. I mean, what are we saying? like That, that comeback against Newcastle, who were 14th in the league on 16 points, was a great achievement. You know, we have... We have a goal difference of zero after 17 games of the season. That's, there's not words for how terrible that is. I mean, there are, but I don't choose to say them. <laughs> I, I do,
1: frequently. I did notice on last week's pod I swore rather a lot. <laughs> That's not unusual, you know. <laughs> well, it's not unusual, but I think as as the team gets worse, I dissemble more. <laughs> All right, there's a few on a theme here. Lee at mu underscore cw says, "Whisper it quietly. This is worse than Moy's." It is. Pantalon says, "I asked it a few months ago. Is this worse worse than the Moy's era? It's it's getting to that point, isn't it? I mean, we're sixth, so and Moy's finished seventh.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that is the 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 one difference. Mo, Moy's
1: also didn't have three hundred million pounds spent on his team uh, because the players we have at our disposal are pretty good.
0: Yeah, and and they just won the league and the the Moyes thing was pathetic and maybe we're we're forgetting just how bad that was um, because time has passed and time plays all sorts of tricks on you, doesn't it, at that point. If we still had custom tables, it would be interesting to uh, see where we were at at this point in the season after 17 games under David Moyes in terms of goals scored and conceded at least.
1: Yeah, I'm going to guess it wasn't good. Uh, someone, Someone tell us where you can get that. Stato has gone, which was a real shame. So here's something more, Did, I don't uh, I was going to say disappointing, not disappointing, depressing. Mika Lutonen, just how crushingly depressing was it to compare Liverpool's pacey, dangerous and determined counterattacks with the United's slow and meandering attempts? Did we even make slow and meandering attempts? Not sure we attempted much. Wasn't being a good counterattacking team the whole f- point of Mourinho ball?
0: Uh, yes, absolutely, and I think that's a really salient point. And like I said earlier, that was the worst thing about watching that game was like watching Liverpool and being like, "Do you know what? These are good. There's there's just no no. You can you can give it all the Unitedness you want, but if you're looking at that team and not thinking they're pretty decent, then you know. All right. So after 17 games in the 13 14 season. United had uh, 28 points and plus eight goal difference um, as compared to this season when we have 26 points and zero goal difference. So in fact, it was indeed better under David Moyes. Wow. A lot better as well. <laughs> That's like not just a bit better, but substantially better under David Moyes.
1: I feel, I feel depressed.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I may need a moment alone. <laughs> I mean listen, we only we'd we, we won game we we'd won one game that we drew this season, so in terms of results, not really, but that goal difference thing is uh, is pretty stark.
1: Jared Smearden says, When I first started listening to you guys in the Fergie Fergie era, your pod was a nice bonus compliment to entertaining football. Now you're the only entertainment I get. Never stop. Thanks, thanks to God, if we're entertainment. I'm depressing yeah. myself at this point.
0: A few people have said like please carry on. The podcast is cuz I keep talking about how I hate doing this now. Um but it it is hard. It is hard to to do it but, but it's because people like it that we still do. So, yeah. And I, I just I got to stop apologizing for it cuz I'm just going to assume that everyone that doesn't like it has stopped listening.
1: <laughs> yeah, true. Um good job we're not in this for the money, hey. Henry yeah. Asbjorsen says, I hope Sir Bobby turned to Woodward at some point during the game and said, how's our share price doing, you fucking banking wanker?
0: <laughs> there was one point where it showed like Woodward doing the mouth cover whispering at Bobby Charlton. He's thinking, God, shut up. Just shut up. This is, unless what you're saying behind that glove is I'm definitely 100% sacking him after this, then just shut up. All right, should we leave it there? There
1: are others, but I'm getting depressed at this stage. Uh, We've got a Champions League draw to discuss uh, held this morning and we've got Paris Saint-Germain. I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking, Phil Jones and Chris Smalling or Nemanja Matic and Scott McTominay versus Neymar. Wait, has that happened? Yeah. When did that happen? Just now, 11 (laughs) o'clock.
0: I didn't know we've got (laughs) <laughs> Mbappe versus Lindelof. <laughs> Mbappe versus Young as he pulls out to the flanks. It's gonna be fun, Actually, isn't it? Oh my god! I'm kind of glad in a way because it'll end. It'll end it quickly. That honestly, listen, who knows? But as I was just saying about the the City and Liverpool games, if this goes as it's meant to go. We are going to be humiliated, yeah. In those I, two games, I mean, the the other, the flip side of that
1: discussion about City and Liverpool. Why is the last time that Mourinho pulled out a custom, bespoke tactical <laughs> solution for a game
0: and we won? But I'm not even. When? I'm not even. I'm not even talking about custom. When I say like it's not going how it's supposed to go, no, no I'm I know talking what you about, mean. It's like the yeah. level
1: in quality difference means that we are going to lose big time. But given that level in quality difference and given Marie, how Mourinho approaches these, could he find some
0: solution, right? and He's only done it once the whole time he's been at United. Right, but this he's is only... what he was known for. Yeah, right, yeah, we had yeah. the question
1: about counterattacking football uh, and and we talk about parking the bus and we talk about sort of custom tactical solutions. We don't even see that. What we see no. in these big games is pathetic ball.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Pathetic ball. That's the name of the show right there. God, it's bad. Yeah, and we're yeah, going to no, get bummed. And I keep saying the, that as so,
1: well. I mean, we're going to enjoy some nice football. It's just not going to come from United.
0: The the thing that I was saying, like, is it's it, we've we pulled off results we weren't supposed to pull off under Mourinho. Like, Ju- Juventus, that's a great example. If that game had gone on paper like it was supposed to go, we wouldn't have won that game. We would have got battered. And... I'm talking. I'm not even talking about like on paper. Unless Mourinho did something clever, I'm just talking about unless we get lucky, which is what happened against Juventus and is going to have to happen Twice. big time against PSG. And we're not going to. It's not going to happen. No, and it's, it's it's over two legs. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, that that should be like seven or eight two on aggregate. That should. We moment. shouldn't let
1: Fergie come to those games. It's probably not good for his health.
0: <laughs> no, I think he likes it. <laughs> think he's he's like ah, see yeah it was all his me. legend grows right bigger with every game yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, now exactly. it's an
1: interesting one with you know so the dwindling band of of hardcore Jose truthers who are like this is all the players' fault so like none of all the success that Fergie had was anything to do with him it was all the players all through those years was it yeah exactly
0: it's the soconomics thing isn't it um the 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 ten percent swing that's like. Yeah, it's not that big a percentage swing unless you're talking about the top level elite sport, in which case it's the difference between monumental success and epic failure, you know.
1: Nasred Devil says uh, anyone for this season only? Venga, Martinez, Butt, Garrick, Santa.
0: I would have all of them except Nicky Butt because he's done like a terrible job every time he's managed a youth team. Um, but uh, I would definitely have Santa uh, nailed on. Just get elves as assistant managers. That'd be really really good and entertaining to watch. Already a red and nice Santa. Um and It yeah. did yeah. go
1: down with Woodward as well, because basically he's a marketing construct of the Coca Cola company.
0: No, this is not true. This is a myth. This is this. There's a very interesting article in the Guardian on Christmas myth busting. I've also believed this or, uh, for years, and that he never really wore red before the Coca-Cola. But that's complete nonsense. It was 40 years after Santa was con- like generally portrayed in popular culture as being like who he is now was when uh, the Coca-Cola company started using him in adverts.
1: They should pay a licensing fee.
0: There you go, though. Public service announcement on this podcast: we're no longer perpetuating the myth. I, I was very surprised when I read that.
1: So, predictions for this Paris Saint-Germain doubleheader?
0: <laughs> I, we're going to get absolutely owned, like absolutely deleteriously destroyed. Uh, and it will be a great
1: advert for the introduction of sovereign wealth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. As, as if one were needed, because it turns out that's very effective. Yeah. Although if only not the winning the league, are they took
1: over United in between because you know they have a bit of a geopolitical problem going on in that part of the world at the moment, might, might spark a war.
0: Great, awesome that, stuff. That, that that is how you make football even more depressing than Mourinho. Well done. So uh, we have got games coming up. Oh God. What's the point? We're going to beat Huddersfield and Cardiff. That is what's going to happen. And then everyone's going to be like, when I say everyone, I mean the people with six brain cells to rub between them who somehow still think that Mourinho has a shot in hell of doing anything at United, um, are going to talk nonsense like they did after the Fulham game. And then the first time we play the one-half decent, we're going to get completely battered. But before that, let's play our good fun trivia game. Um of how many players can you name combined that play for Cardiff or Huddersfield?
1: Um not many.
0: Um I can tell you my answer, it's two. Go on then, who are you two? Aaron Moy Aaron I who and plays I keep wanting to call Adrian. Yep. Yeah. And Philip Billings, who is that kind of guy that's garnered some press attention and stuff that plays for Huddersfield because he's up-and-coming good English player. Cardiff, that you notice they both play for Huddersfield. I'm embarrassed to say, even though we're in December now and they've been in the Premier League for like four months, I can't name a single player off the top of my head that plays for Cardiff City. Well, we know the managers at least. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's impressive. So, so what have so, you yeah. got to say
1: about Warnock then?
0: Oh, he's a lovely lad, isn't he? No, didn't didn't um, Harry that... go to Cardiff? Did he? Oh, there you go. You've named a Cardiff. Well done, Ed. You've named a Cardiff player. Sol Bamba plays for Cardiff. Well, I never. Some guy called Callum Patterson, apparently. Um, all right. Sol Bamba I've heard of. This is bad, right? Because now I've got the players in front of me. And uh, I'm now down to 10th in the Who scored rankings of the squad. Harry Arter, I've heard of him. Junior Hoylet, I've heard of him.
1: He's been absolutely
0: useless for all of his career. They've got a player called Jazz Richards. I'm kind of sad that I've never heard of before. But yeah, so there you go. Not only could I not name any, I've literally never heard of almost all of them. Uh, So that's pathetic. On my part, I mean, not theirs, because it's... You know, they're presumably all perfectly serviceable footballers. And they're not in the relegation zone either, which I think everyone would 100% have assumed that they would be by this point.
1: Yeah. And sadly, it's going to be one of those games where United actually managed to win, I think, sadly, i say, because uh, right now my entire focus on... Is on giving Mourinho a good kicking and getting him out of the club. Um, hey,
0: last week, last week you said you always want United to win. I do, always, I
1: do always want United to win. And I want United to win this healthily playing absolute Samba football and entertaining us all uh, before Christmas. That's what I'd like. Uh, and I'd also like Santa to come down and uh, fill my house with joyous presents and
0: Christmas good cheer. The gap between us and Cardiff is one point more than the gap between us and fourth place because they've got uh, 12 points fewer than us. (laughs) Good, isn't it? Good good at the moment. Now, Neil Warnock, right, is one of the worst people in football. And shouldn't have a job in football. It's a disgrace. Like when he said that thing earlier this season about the red card. Well, he hasn't tried to kill anyone, has he? It's like, that's not the standard, Lil. not murder. Is not the sole red. Attempted murder is not the only thing in the rule book about how you get a red card in football.
1: I mean, to be fair, that would be dangerous play, wouldn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah, it would. It would. And,
1: and as would Marcus Rocco. Hasn't
0: reached that standard yet, but I'm not rolling it out. If you'd asked me, um, like at the beginning of the season, after 17 games, which of these two teams is going to be, uh, out of the relegation zone. And I had to pick one. I would definitely have said Huddersfield, um, but they are in fact four points behind um, Cardiff. I think one of the big differences between these two games is, of course, the fact that we're playing Cardiff on the road and we're playing Huddersfield at Old Trafford. Although at the moment, I can't work out which one of those is better.
1: No, we're equally bad on both. Yeah. I mean, look, there have been a couple of games when United pulled out surprise victories, surprise, because we were pretty <laughs> native beforehand at Bournemouth and at Crystal Palace. Um at Bournemouth it was a decent performance as well, wasn't it? So
0: We we didn't did we beat Bournemouth? We beat Bournemouth 2 1 away. Okay. But we didn't beat Crystal Palace. We drew 0-0 with Crystal Palace uh, at Old Trafford.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I was thinking another game. Um but Bournemouth, Bournemouth was a decent performance and result. Okay. We we can beat these. No!
0: Bournemouth was the game where we um we were absolutely terrible for the first half and then really good in the second half, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was that game. There right you go.
1: There. Uh, so after these two games, if it all goes a bit wrong, we
0: could be 11th. Well, now, I really do think that they would sack Mourinho if we lose these two games. I really do. I don't I don't think he would survive losing. That, that game against Liverpool, what, valencia liverpool uh and then if we somehow conspired to lose against Cardiff and Huddersfield, but I just don't think we will. So it's kind of a bit silly to talk about it really, but I'm I'm sure they'd sack him for that.
1: Hmm. Predictions for these games? Oh, what, do we have anything to say about Huddersfield? I mean, David Wagner was the mini-clop who uh, was doing an awesome job
0: and, and they've gone a little bit backwards. But, you know, uh, it's, the, the standards that these people get held to are kind of a bit difficult, aren't they? Because um, what, what's Huddersfield's relative operating budget to the rest oh, of the division? Oh, tiny, you know? tiny.
1: F- it's a fraction the of the that- United's budget.
0: The fact that they, he kept them up last season is it's almost like they, they there's a kind of there's a kind of reputational punishment that managers get if they keep them up if they keep a promoted side up in the first season and can't do it again in the second, whereas actually it's just about the fact that it's getting harder and harder mm. and harder and they're not really having the resources to compete. No, so. and,
1: and they're in, you know, poor form at the moment. They lost to Newcastle at the weekend. How does that yep. is? That is really lost bad. Lost to Arsenal, lost to Bournemouth, lost to Brighton.
0: Shout out to Southampton for beating, uh, beating Arsenal, by the way.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was one for the Mourinho truthers, who are like United draw with Southampton. Mourinho's a terrible manager. Uh, Arsenal lose to Southampton. Emery's a genius. They, they had been on a 22-match unbeaten run.
0: <laughs> Which I don't know if you know or not, but we're not. Although last year we did go on an absolutely insane unbeaten run.
1: Mm. Uh, And well, so uh, at Old Trafford, Huddersfield in absolutely dire form and Adrian Moy, the only player that, Aaron Moy, (laughs) Aaron Moy, I can't even get his name right. The only player that we know from Huddersfield is injured anyway, so won't be playing. Uh, So clearly we're going to win this one. I, think, yeah, I maybe. think I
0: think we're going to win both of these games. I'm going to predict a uh, a two one win at Cardiff because we make it difficult for ourselves. And then I think we're going to I think we might even win like three 0 against Huddersfield because one of the things about playing Huddersfield at home is it does mean he will actually play some of the good players. And uh, that that's what it's not just that the other team are bad, so we're more likely to win. But the other team being bad sort of emboldens Mourinho to be slightly less of a feckless cowardly thug
1: yeah um, yeah okay so Cardiff away Huddersfield at home uh, we'll record we're recording the next pod on the 27th of December then yeah. the United are home to Bournemouth uh, and then United are away to Newcastle on the 2nd of January before the cup game I mean these are all winnable games yeah
0: absolutely but who cares like what difference does any of it make and I don't mean in the big cosmic sense. What difference does any of this make anyway? Which is, of course, you know, a question to, we've repeatedly parked over the years of talking about it for an hour every week. Um, I mean, if we win these games, nothing changes. Maybe we get a bit closer to the top four but first of all we probably won't win all of these games because we have not been winning all our winnable games this season and that there's no nothing in the way we've addressed this that seems like that's going to change so we probably won't win all these games and even if we do we're just going to start losing again as soon as we play anyone half decent so you know
1: wow that's depressing i've got nothing more to say
0: All right, well, we'll be back. Yay, we'll be back on the 27th. No, but but in the meantime, between now and then, it is... Uh, the Festival of Christmas is being celebrated by many people around the world and I really like Christmas and I hope everyone has a really lovely Christmas where you don't think about United at all and you do other nice things which are better than United, which is most nice things at yeah. this
1: point. And, and do you know what? And United, and We've talked about United's failings as a club. Not a single
0: Christmas-related sponsor. Like Woodward, <laughs> up your game, pal. Oh, uh, talking of things that we haven't talked about yet, um, United Women, who I said had played their last game of 2018, it was their last league game of 2018, they played in the Conti Cup and smashed that traitor Willie Kirk's pathetic Everton scrubs aside. Leave us for Everton. Not content with being the assistant manager, eh, Willie? Want to go and be the manager of Everton, do you? Take this, pal.
1: There's one for your ego, Willie.
0: Casey Stoney's red white army.
1: Yeah, so what does that mean into the effectively the quarterfinals, isn't it? The semifinals of yeah. the northern section of this cup.
0: Which is like you know, they're playing against teams in the division above them and that Everton are in the in the division could, could above. Could get them City. Yeah. That would probably not go that well to be fair, I think they're slightly i mean, obviously United women are doing brilliantly, but I think they're probably at a slightly different level as a collective than City at the moment, but yeah,
1: everton near the bottom of the women's super league uh, so this gives are. yeah are, are they are definitely our bottom, yeah, so this gives united a a good check on quality, definitely better than the worst team in the super league.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Although Willie Kirk, to be fair, seems like a lovely chap, and uh, he, they Everton did get their first win under him in the in the subsequent game. So well done to him. All right.
1: Well, that's it until the twenty seventh. Have a great Christmas, everybody, or non denominational winter festival of your choosing.
0: Absolutely. And happy birthday, Ed, for uh, Saturday. You're going to celebrate by watching watching Cardiff uh, no, School United. I, I'm actually
1: going to be on a plane, which, you know, obviously I spent half my life on a plane, so I'll be taking a plane to uh, Los Angeles uh, and then up to Seattle. I'm going to spend a little bit of time in Seattle over Christmas and then back down to Los Angeles uh, for a few days at Disneyland. That won't be awesome. stressful at all. <laughs> It's the happiest place on earth, Ed. Yeah, I'm (laughs) sure it's going to be the happiest place on earth until five-year-old and nearly two-year-old get a bit tired. And it's going to be the most miserable place on earth, except for the dressing room after another United defeat.
0: (laughs) Yeah, brilliant. All right. Love you, everyone. Take care of yourselves. And um, those of you who find this time of year a tricky and difficult time of year, remember, it'll be over soon and there's loads of help and support available. So uh, you can find that. Everyone's talking about where where you can find that kind of thing. That's um, right. You
1: can get Paul. Uh, paul, the, Jose, if you're listening, Paul at unitedrant.co.uk.
0: We're here to help. Competitive rates available, Jose. I do Skype sessions as well, so you know, I would I would happily offer Jose Mourinho a, a course of psychotherapy. I think that would help. Him it's a going
1: lot. to be actually, you know, this is the I'm taking a piss, obviously, but because uh, this is a serious issue and not to be made fun of. But you're going to be in a tricky dilemma if he calls you up because the advice you should give is resign now
0: uh I think I don't think that'd be a tricky dilemma at all. I, I think it, that would be the best for all concerned, including him. It's not doing him any favors being there, is it? <laughs> if I was <laughs> you gonna... might
1: be rationalizing, but yeah, no, I like your course of thinking.
0: <laughs> I I, like I said earlier on the show, I genuinely think he should go and spend some time getting away from it all. I think that would help him a lot. But anyway, that's not... You know, psychotherapy isn't just giving people advice, Ed. They not just ring me up and go, ah, what you should do is dot, dot, dot.
1: All right. Uh, until the 27th. <laughs> See you guys. See you then.